We'll pick up here and move on to some other things. Uh, the issue of prison reform. Uh, you were telling me that uh, it's basically done in the House. You're waiting for the Senate now. We are. It is done in the House. and we, It was a tough uh, lift. We got it done. There's a lot of different aspects on people who want, who want to go farther than what our bill does or, or some who just don't want to touch it all. But well, we got a good over 350 votes out of the House. It's sitting in the Senate now where there's a little bit stronger push for sentencing reform and some other issues, which, frankly, the president and others have not been as agreeable to. But his, what he's been talking about recently is our first step act. And so it, we're looking to make some a difference. We're hoping to get it done in, in February. I mean, not in February, but before the end of the session, by September. And then we'll see what happens, you know, if we can't. But by the end of the year, we're hoping to get that done. Yeah, I noted that you said our bill. And I understand that you and you worked on this with some folks, on it, frankly, on the other side of the aisle, candidly on some, uh, some folks with whom you would not agree on many issues. Uh, this was a bipartisan effort in the House, likely to be so in the Senate. The obvious question is, if you can do it there, why can't you do it elsewhere? We've tried to find ways, Tim, and I, I agree with you. I, that we've had some major successes in legislation uh, from our office over the last couple of years, dealing with everything from music to prison reform to these issues. And we've uh, and what we have found is, is Hakeem Jeffries has been a partner in that, especially on prison reform. Uh, Hakeem and I both joke, there's, it's, we're the most amazing odd couple on Capitol Hill because um, we'll, we'll find areas in which we agree on and we'll get those things done. In fact, it's gotten to be now where reporters see the two of us together and they wonder what's going on next because we've had bill, so many bills passed. But yet, he'll go to one camera, I'll go to another camera. He trashes the administration. I support the, the, the conservative agenda. So, but this, I think this is what our founders actually wanted to see out of us is, is we fight passionately for what we believe in, but when we can find areas and we find agreement, we've got to take advantage of those. Congressman Doug Collins with us. Uh, today, a very somber day in D.C., the John McCain Memorial Service at the Capitol, the body to lie in state there. Did you have any occasion to cross paths with John McCain? I did a little bit. Uh, in fact, my first uh, crossing paths with John McCain was actually in Georgia when he was running for president. And uh, he just always struck me with such a uh, an interesting guy. He was very opinionated. He was uh, the, the type who would just sort of tell you, you know, the straight talk express. I mean, he always was there. Um, there were times, I'm sh- especially on some things I've disagreed on him, but you never disagreed with the fact that he's a man of principle. He was a man who served our country. He's a hero. And, and it is a, a truly sad day. It's a reflection day as we look back. But it's also a, a good day to know that there have been men like John McCain who have served our country and provided an example for, for all of us. You know, you mentioned uh, President Trump, uh, specifically the issue of prison reform and, and some points on which he might disagree with the legislation that's being pushed there. Uh, President Trump, kind of a, <laughs> I'll, I'll break some news here. Turns out he's a polarizing figure. Uh, and he's <laughs> polarizing, yeah, you knew. Uh, he's taking us into the uh, the midterms, which is 67 days away from an election. you got your own re-election campaign out there. Uh, what do you think is going to he endorses candidates they do well in primaries is that going to translate into november and, and and a good day for republicans in those house elections i think it will i think it's going to be yeah, look i i make no bones about it this is going to be a tight election every midterm election no matter if it's a democrat who's been elected president or a the party that wins typically has that first midterm is is historically a harder midterm uh in terms of losing uh house seats in the house and possibly in the senate i don't see that happening in the senate this time um, but I do think this. One of the things is, is, no matter what district you go in, and I have traveled many districts in the country uh, and looked at it, there is a, a definitely a base in the Republican Party that uh, President Trump does uh, play very well to. He's very supportive. We've supported. And if you if you don't think it matters, I would just turn to the Georgia 6th election, the special election from last year, 
when most people felt like the, the president was a drag, but yet even his some of his robocalls and stuff toward the end, what we actually saw was more Republican turnout, and that's what, at the end of the day, helped Karen to victory. Now, most people believed it was drawing the other side, and to an extent, yes, but also you can never forget this president is very, very popular among the conservative base. And every Republican elected, no matter if they're in a very tight district or a very conservative district like my own, um, have to understand that. So, yes, is it going to be tighter? Is there a lot of backlash to the administration? Yes, just like there has been in other elections with a new president elected uh, in that first midterm coming up. But at the end of the day, I believe we will uh, keep the House. We're going to keep the Senate. It may be a, uh, tighter margins, but I believe at the end of the day, from what I'm seeing and from what I'm seeing on the ground outside of Washington, D.C., in the talking circles up there, we are seeing a, a good bit different picture in many of these races. Uh, folks may or may not know there is, in fact, Democratic opposition for Doug Collins. It comes in the form of a young man by the name of Josh McCall. It, it's easy for me to say this ought to be a slam dunk for you. You're the one that's out there. Uh, what do you see? I, I take every race as if we have them. I've been meeting with people. I think the biggest difference here, though, is is that uh, Mr. McCall has, has made it clear he is a Medicare for all person. And, and let's just let's play let's, let's don't play it with cute terms. That's basically government health care, in which if you have a private employer health plan, you will no longer have that anymore. If you want, this is a control issue that goes back to a failed plan that we've seen through Obamacare. And again, I think it's just a different vision for, for North Georgia. It's a conservative vision versus a Bernie Sanders vision. And I just, you know, I think there's a, a stark difference there. And from what I'm hearing from a lot of folks, uh, especially in Northeast Georgia, Northeast Georgia is a conservative district. Um, you know, but we're going to continue to run and I just, you know, support, ask people to vote for us and as we go out and continue to make our pitch for what we've been doing. Yeah, the thing that would concern me, if I were a Republican on a ballot anywhere here, especially in Georgia now, and it's where we are, obviously, I'd be concerned about one thing. I'd be concerned about turnout. If I'm Brian Kemp, I'm worried about turnout. If I'm the candidate in some of these legislative elections here in the Athens area, I'm concerned about getting Republicans out to vote. Uh, and, and I would think that would be a concern for you. It's a message that we carry everywhere. And, and I, I spoke to a group of uh, Republicans the other day, and I made this, I made this one face. I said, look, I, I, we're all family here, and that's what I just said. But, I said, but let me tell you something. If you think you're complacent, if you think we're just going to win, that, that Brian Kemp's just going to easily make, win the governorship and our down-ticket ballots are just easily going to win, I said, you're sadly mistaken. I said, Stacey Abrams, is a, she's running a campaign. I believe it's the wrong campaign for Georgia, but she is running a campaign that does appeal. And in this environment, you have a Democratic base that is ginned up um, for obvious reasons, just like the Republican base was ginned up in 2010. These are kind of things that you have to take into account. And we're gonna have, that's one of the things we're going to be pushing is, is turnout. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, Congressman Doug Collins, I know you had a special day earlier this week up there in Claremont, Hall County. The the dedication, it was your legislation that got through the U.S. House, and, and the president signed it, and, and now that post office up there named for a young man who lost his life in Vietnam. It was. It was a special day yesterday. We had over 100 people turn out yesterday for this naming. And, and really, it goes back to just something. I, what was really special to him yesterday is it was 50 years ago this year that he was killed, it was 51 years ago that he graduated from North Hall High School, and yesterday there were about 15 of his classmates from North Hall who came to the ceremony. It's just a testament to the fact that for all of us, we go through life, and sometimes we don't realize how we impact other people. But being able to, to uh, show what happened to him and, and, the, and the valor in which he lived his life and naming that post office, just, it just goes to a reminder of me of how special this area is and how blessed I am to be able to represent it, but also how blessed we are to have people like Zach Addington who stepped forward and, and gave that ultimate sacrifice. Congressman Doug Collins will talk again soon. Thanks for your time Good this point. morning. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye.